Hello, Hello there. there. <laughs> I didn't sink. Brilliant. And that's why I was too embarrassed to pretend to be Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> what an opening to a show that is. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, with, as you could probably hear there, Joe Scrabbles and Dale Driver. I think you mean Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ben Kenobi. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm Ben um, in that one, right? I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you're, you're significantly greyer. Uh, just you know, just saying it how it is. Yeah, I'm the funny. one with um, the little rat tail. That's the one I like best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Obi Wan, well, why don't we just go straight into it? Obi Wan the TV series. Three episodes are out now. Um, the first two came out last week, but you know we recorded before they were out, so it's our first chance to really speak about it. I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far i think surprisingly not embarrassing yeah that's, <laughs> that's where i'm at. i think i think the crux of it is just ewan mcgregor is just very enjoyable to watch i just i will watch ewan mcgregor in most things and like i feel that's kind of where boba fett kind of let itself down is that tamara morrison's just not a very good actor that's um, the problem. He was hired as a man to be in some armour. And that's no real excuse either, because Pedro Pascal nails it. He's he's charming within the suit. So, yeah. But there we go. We've got Obi-Wan back. Ewan McGregor's back. And yeah, I'm having a great time with this, because I think the reason I'm liking it is because it's quite dark. It's probably the thing that most resembles like Empire Strikes Back that they've mm. done since mm. then, really. Um, yeah. I don't know what you guys uh, have similar thoughts or not. I don't know. I thought this week, the third episode is the one where I I, I think I bought in fully this week, yeah. where it mm. felt... The first two, I liked what it was going for. I think that I think the Leia actress, I'm sure there will be people who are really upset by a wisecracking kid, but I'm actually, <laughs> I actually think she's brilliant. I really enjoy really good. watching her. Um, uh, like, I'm... I'm really not in. I don't really like the Inquisitors dynamic. I don't know what that's about just yet. Um, but the core, like Obi Wan and Leia being chased, I and also I love how quickly it solved all the people going. Why would Obi Wan ever leave Tatooine? He was looking <laughs> after Luke. Like in the first episode, you're like, oh, there we go. That's that solved. We don't have to have this pedantry mm-hmm. anymore. And it just gets on with it. And like it properly feels like a six episode series with yeah. a place to go and an arc to do it in. And it I'm very heartened by where it's at. Mm. Uh yeah, I feel like good. Yeah, they did a clever thing by switching it over to Leia and that not leaking at all because mm. all the trailers kind of focused on him looking at Luke and everyone thought, Oh, it's another Tatooine story. But that you kind of almost forgot that Leia existed in <laughs> yeah. a way because it's all about you know, the original trilogy is more about Luke and Anakin and that dynamic. So, yes, yeah, a clever thing they did. And like you said, I think the actress is very good. She's kind of, you could imagine in 10 years' time her being Leia in A New Hope, like mm-hmm. very confident, slightly precocious, but in a way she kind of needs to be in the position she's in. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I really enjoy it. And like, if you're going to be chased by anyone, is there better anyone better, really? A better villain than Darth Vader to do that? I mean, I'm very glad... This week, they fully just went for it for yeah. him, rather than it being five episodes of, like, here's a little two seconds of him sitting in his big chair, breathing. It's like, no, this this week we got ten minutes of him just snapping people's necks. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was, There's one particular scream that one of the people in that scene where he's snapping people's necks makes that is genuinely horrific, like a proper horror movie scream. And I was like, this is brilliant. Um, 
I th- I thought the action was what let it down until this week, and I thought this week mm. properly did it. We we all talked about it before this. The shot of the dude being shot and falling into the laser grid and getting chopped in half is so yes. fucking good. Like that is such an imaginative way to use that set piece. I and he does it. a Wilhelm scream on the way down as well. You have the full full it's, combo. It's perfection. Are, are we in spoiler? I feel like we're in spoiler territory here a little bit. As a man getting cut in half, that's allowed, isn't it? But no, I, but I just want to say, based on that man getting cut in half, that fence. Why did Obi-Wan like really panic about turning off that fence when you could literally just walk around the outside of it? I'm sorry, there's uh, sort of nitpicky things I spot and it just was really irritating. Because it's Star Wars. Stormtroopers yeah. have always been stupid, haven't they? Even in A New Hope, they were bumbling around. Well, this is Obi-Wan being point. stupid, but yes. Yeah, but you know, he kind of he was bumbling around the Death Star, wasn't yeah. he, going, oh, what, what uh, thing do I turn off? I will say. <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> to your point about spoilers, I think the I think this kind of feeds into a wider thing that I'm enjoying about this as well, which is it doesn't feel like there's much to spoil mm. because it is a character piece. Like, it's more mm. about feelings than like we've seen so much particularly like mandalorian season two and boba fett have been so much about like characters turning up and people being like wow look at this instead of like you know writing um and i'm really enjoying that this one is about a plot like there's a thing Mm -hmm. happening and we're just watching the events along the way and yeah that's why i don't feel too i mean i'm sure we've already upset someone and i apologize if we have but i do genuinely think we're not spoiling anything that you wouldn't no. already know from a trailer. It's just, it's just good shit happening most of the time. I think, yeah. I think the thing I enjoy the most about this show is that it truly feels like the one that's most connected to the films and um, working off the legacy of the knowledge of those films, as opposed to uh, in in the other shows that Marvel show Marvel shows as well, and as well as Star Wars shows, the um, the comic book fan service stuff, and the um, like the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that sort of stuff. It's I know a lot of people really enjoy that, but it's not that interesting to me. What is interesting is seeing the continuation of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. and like you said, a character study of this man and how he deals with all those traumatic events he went through, and. So far, like, yeah, I feel like they're really nailing it, which is quite surprising, to be honest. Yeah, I've, I've, I was just, got, I've just gotten so Go used on. in the last year to big Disney properties on Disney Plus streaming services not being awful, but just kind of letting me down. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of went into this just going, I'm going to watch it every Wednesday because I have to, but I'm not going to treat it with like too much excitement. And after this week, mm-hmm. I'm genuinely at a point of, oh, shit, I cannot wait for next week's episode. That'll be really yeah. good. Yeah. And it's only six episodes in total as well, mm. so you know they're not stretching out with like filler episodes. Like even though the Mandalorian was very good at times, there were filler episodes where mm. you're just like we didn't need this. And I was worried they were going to go that way with this, with because it's kind of a similar premise of you know this old veteran warrior is escorting a child to safety, which is kind of exactly what the Mandalorian mm. is. But they've kind of already changed it up a bit. Like we won't we won't fully spoil it for anyone anyway. The uh, you know the end of episode three, mm. they change it up a little bit. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to more. I'm just like you said, Dale. It's closest to the films. There have been, I think, people have like there was someone referenced in an episode today who I don't really know who they are. But apart from that, like I know pretty much everything they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I feel so like with that character, I feel like with that character, we're not going to see that character. I just feel like it was just a bit of like world building stuff, mm. and it wasn't necessarily like like supplying us with fans of it. It's just watching. Obi-Wan Kenobi dealing with like PTSD basically and mm-hmm. the whole layer thing it definitely feels like um less less of a focus than the Mandalorian was and more just a device 
for a story to be told around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys feel about the dialogue in this show? Because I have a real bug to bear with it. <laughs> I feel really? like I feel like there's places where it's worse than others. I'm not. I wasn't too bothered by it this week. I don't. Uh, think. I think there was one or two bad things this week. Um, I, I did a tweet about it, but it boils down to me. It's like. I felt like they did a good job at fir- in the first few scenes of Obi-Wan Kenobi really doing an excellent job of showing and not telling. And mm. I slowly feel like we're dripping back in. And then, but now I'm doubting myself thinking, is that just the Star Wars way? Am I just, have I just grown up and passed that? Um, a good example is this week when um, they're on the, the back of the truck mm. and he accidentally says Leia's name. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then and one of the guards, instead of just looking at him, Puzzled, like puzzled, he he says he he just said the name Leia. Yeah, he sta- like, they state the subtext a lot. I wonder yeah. if that is because that's a man in a helmet, so they can't show a quizzical yeah. face. I feel like, like you unless can. he really cocked his helmet to one yeah. side, like, huh? <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- that was just a prime example, but I feel like there's been a, a few of them. There was a thing with the fir- first one of the first episodes where he asked Leia how old she was, and it just they didn't really make much sense. Mm. Like, yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's. I can't say that's the thing that has stood out to me. If anything, the bit that let let it down, especially as we in the first two episodes, were those chases. Oh, they Par- parkour, <laughs> man. calling them kind. <laughs> Stop calling them kind. Being chases. Stop <laughs> doing parkour in 2022. We don't need parkour anymore. It doesn't make your character cooler. No, it's no. not. My, cool. my favourite is when that uh, one bounty hunter just can't get around the branch. That's yeah, <laughs> like neck high. Like, yeah. Could just duck, could just go around it. <laughs> that, that, that was proper Benny Hill stuff. That was very strange. <laughs> I, I am mixed on how I feel about some of the villains so far. Like the Grand Inquisitor, I think, is a very, very corny design. Mm. But then so is Darth Vader, I suppose. It's just sort of grown yeah, up I with think it. It's just, you're used to it. Like, yeah. yeah. It felt like this week they were Flea going... from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is, uh, you know, this is his second iconic role after being a nihilist in Big Lebowski, so... It's in Back know, to the Future got... and all, mate. Is he? Yeah. Is he in Back to the Future? He's like one of the street punk guys who wants to race Marty McFly. So he's exactly the same character <laughs> yeah, as he yeah, is in yeah, this show. <laughs> he plays himself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, one thing yeah, I've seen a lot of people doing the standard thing of like, oh, how did uh, uh, Ewan McGregor age up to be Alec yeah. Guinness in ten years? I want to know how Leia got that weird fucking English accent in the next ten years after <laughs> oh, this yeah. show. Like, I want to know where she ends up. I really, genuinely hope they explain. Maybe that. at the end of this series, everyone just. I don't know, drops her off in Devon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking, me and Cardi were talking about this before we were recording um, with the idea of when Obi-Wan first meets Luke Skywalker, he says, Obi-Wan, I haven't gone by that name since before you were born. And now we know that bollocks. Yeah. That is bollocks. But Liar. also, that film came out in 1977. We're trying to tell a new story here. Maybe <laughs> don't think about it too much. Yeah. Or just Obi-Wan. <laughs> he just thought or... it was a cool thing to say yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sounds cool. If I cool. He, he sounds yeah. like a rad old dude. That's the thing. I'm enjoying it. Um, Yeah, I can't wait for the next three, I'm hoping. I mean, ultimately, I know there's certain characters that are going to live, but, you know, who knows? There could be some mad, you know, swapping of faces or something. Ever heard of Bacta Tanks, baby? (laughs) We could get all sorts of cloning (laughs) bullshit going on. Speaking about Bacta Tanks, we had the first uh, little glimpse of Jedi Survivor. Actually, what's it called? What's the full name? Star Wars um, Jedi... Survivor. Survivor. So the series That's is Star it. Wars Jedi. And then, yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel right Survivor. to not call it Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order. Order 2. Mm-hmm. Um, 
speaking of back to tanks, we got to look at a lad in a back to tank that everyone's been theorising. Who it, could it be? Is it Cloud from Final Fantasy? Is it another <laughs> spiky-haired gentleman? Yeah, is it? Could it be any of them? It's probably someone we've never heard of before. But um, yeah, what I think we're all very much on the same boat about this game, as in we all thought the first one is absolutely fine, mediocre, borderline if, if not that. great game. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, if it wasn't but Star Wars, I'm hopeful. I probably would have never finished it. I think mm, is yeah. the case. But I'm hopeful just because I trust Respawn so much that the next one will be better. I think the problem is that Elden Ring has made has solidified Dark Souls as the thing to be, or Souls to, mm. as the thing to be, and so they'll probably stick with that format, which is my main problem with it. Like at the structure of that game notwithstanding like i kind of i kind of enjoyed the storyline apart from backtracking to do stuff Mm. and like i liked those characters by the end i was kind of cool with that little crew i don't mind returning to all that stuff i just really hope it feels a bit more like i'm actually good at being a jedi boy you know when i'm playing this one um and god i hope there isn't some metroid bullshit where you lose all your powers at the start of the game and have to get them all back don't do that please they always do that sure surely not I'm hoping for more of the big moments and the duels. I enjoyed those. And the end of that game is very cool. I want more moments like that unless, yeah, like we said, backtrackable planets where you're killing lots of bugs and doing jump puzzles. Um, is, yeah. is it... I can't remember when that game's set. It's after Order 66, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's around the same time. Well, so... it's a few... Well, it's, it's before Obi-Wan, isn't it? Chances I think it's... of Cal Kestis turning up in Obi-Wan. I think it's about the same sort of time. Because Cal Kestis, when when Order 66 happens, is a young boy, right? Mm. Yeah. So it's probably a similar sort of time period. Is Cal Kestis going to turn up in (sighs) Obi-Wan? That's exactly what I think. I think it's going to happen. We're going to get that lad with the face coming on. Um, In terms of the game... It'd be much cooler if we met Obi-Wan in the game. Ooh, (laughs) hello there. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was better that time yeah. um, in terms of the game though I, for me there's just a, like a couple of things one I want a fast travel back to the ship why the fuck oh, does God, that yeah. not exist in that game mm-hmm. and two um, some of the planets are just like they're just boring to look at like they, mm. they, if you build your whole game on building these huge environments that have got multiple paths and you've got to do lots of backtracking make them like really beautiful and fun i think kashik mm-hmm. was okay in that game but yeah. apart from that like the first planet you go on uh after you do all the intro yeah, stuff yeah. it's just so boring the Jedi planet, what, that was, yeah. whatever that, some more like city ones the one with the the darth maul people can't remember what it was called dathomir dathomir mm. Demon Town, I'd like <laughs> fuck me. The, just the thought of going back to that makes me feel physically yeah. sick. I don't yeah. ever want to see Dathomir again. I think they again. could. Um, I think they could learn a lot from the Guardians of the Galaxy game because they had fairly linear levels, but they were visually interesting. I thought, mm. and there was weird creatures. Like it wasn't just like giant mosquitoes. There were like, actually like odd creatures. And yeah, I feel like if they took a look at that game, but they're probably far in production before they had a good look at that. But well, you know, it- I'm hoping. If it wasn't for the fact that Amy Hennig is making that Star Wars game again, I would mm. be like, maybe there's a chance they'll pair this back, turn it into a sort of Uncharted-y type experience. But it's just not going to happen at this point. Like no, this is yeah. this is going to be more of the the, the Soulsy stuff for better and worse. Um, and I know that I feel like worked for a lot of people. Like we are on exactly the- we are. D- 
definitely in the minority on that. Like yeah. a lot of people love this game, and I'm wary we always moan about. It and there's probably people who love it. Like, why don't you like it? It's just, I don't I, know, it just didn't click. I didn't by any means hate it, but no. you know, I, I just, just I hope this I one. More. The the trailer skews very like dark and broody. I'm hoping mm. there's still those moments of like I I like I said I genuinely enjoyed some of those relationships and like the funnier you know the lighthearted Star Warsy moments of a crew, and I wouldn't mind if we got a bit more of that. Mm. Um, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm look, I'm still very much looking forward to it. Um, we also got our first look at Andor, the spin-off from Rogue One, um, a 12-part Disney Plus series. Um, mm. I. I don't know to to quote to quote another Star Wars phrase. I have a bad feeling about yes. this. I, I, not, I just think, I think it's going to be the opposite of what Obi One is to me, which is going to be a lot of characters and things. I just don't care about, and I just I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be quite dull. I guess my biggest question is: Was anybody in the world clamoring for more Cassian Andor? Right, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think I'm more up on this than you two having. Having come mm. out of the trailer, I agree. Like I am not a Rogue One guy; it's not mm. my thing. I'm one. Of, I'm I'm a Solo freak. If you're giving yeah. me a Star Wars solo oh, yeah. story, give me a Solo. Yeah. But um, I will say, like, I don't give a shit about Andor. But the thing that I enjoy about this trailer is a. It looks quite like it looks like it's adapting the right bits of Rogue One for me, which is like the warry, like the kind of the the grittier war movie type bits, which. Mm. I think he's a good learning. Um, I like the man hitting an anvil. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't, cool. I'm into that. But Stellan Skarsgård's always fun. Yeah, so I love Stellan Skarsgård. I love. Um, oh my god, I can't remember her name. She's in Killing Eve and um, and uh, the Harry Potter movies. Um, Mrs. Dursley. That's her. Card is Card is on the case. Looks like he's trying to find. Oh, her. Fiona Shaw. Fiona no, Shaw. That's somewhere else. Isn't yeah, that Fiona it? Shaw. Yeah. She's Mrs. We've Dursley, right? I've not gone. I've not lost my mind. Is she Mrs. Dursley? <laughs> yeah, she's Mrs. Night. Dursley. She's Petunia. <laughs> um, she's great. And the thing, just because it's just because I've just watched Obi Wan, one of the things I really liked about that episode of Obi Wan was getting a look at a world where the Empire was setting up and the Resistance or the Rebel Alliance wasn't a thing really mm-hmm. yet. They were an underground. And if that's what Andor's about, if it's about those like scrappier moments of like we're trying to make this happen, um, and we're we're scrabbling this resistance together, then I'm kind of into seeing more of that stuff where it's like Empire sympathizers and then people turning and like a bit of that World War Two kind of vibe. Sure. Um, I could mm-hmm. see that. Like that's why I'm it positive could be, about it. It could be fun. But you're right. Um... Twelve fucking episodes is a lot well i think they've already announced the season two of 12 episodes as well so there's gonna be a lot of andor um i I don't know i take it from maybe i'm overly cynical about it but i just had the feeling they wanted to do a han solo like show but they're like we can't do actual han solo who's the next best character we've got who's like han solo and it's cassie and andor so it's it's set five years before rogue one so i doubt we'll see many of the characters i think uh, isn't alan tudyk back as um the robot? oh he's Was it k2so he? K2SO, yeah. yeah so uh, he's gonna make an appearance um i don't know i'm just i'm str- maybe it's because i'm in with obi-wan and ranger i'm just struggling to get excited for this one especially as it's only what two months away they it's too much is it that it's close? Just too much yeah it's august 31st yeah, i should know that <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah the, um, like the sense of tone in the trailer was really cool i thought the music was like all that bellowing going on and stuff mm-hmm. was really cool um it's quite stylistic from what i can see but I don't know if I'm going to give a shit about any of these people. Yeah. So 12 yeah. episodes there is a, a lot of, of that. <laughs> there's a couple of things that get me interested. A, you mentioned the music. It's by Nicholas Brittell, who obviously does mm. Succession and yes, did the Moonlight soundtrack. Like, yes. incredible music. So that's one good thing. Another one, B, Forrest Whitaker is back as Saw Gerrera, <laughs> which means tangentially, mm. maybe, Borgullet is back. <laughs> and we all know what he does. He, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, the unfortunate side effect is that one tends to lose it's one's mind. mind. So, oh my god! I want, I want a Borgullet pocket episode <laughs> from the viewpoint of Borgullet. I hope there's something about Borgullet's mum and dad and how Borgullet got so fucked up. Mama Gullet, Mama and Papa Gullet, Mama, Mama Papa Gullet. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we see baby. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's Borgullet babies. That's what I yeah. want. <laughs> oh, we've yeah. waited so long for more Borgullet. They better <laughs> give us more Borgullet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just reading about Borgullet now, actually. Um, to make you on a podcast, right? Production. <laughs> yeah, but I was reading about it. Two and a half tons of silicon were used. Um, and he was 10 by 6 by a 6 foot puppet operated by a crew of 15 puppeteers for Borgullet. That is impressive word for uh, work for Bull Gullet. So let's hope he's back because if they went on to the effort to make that, hopefully they kept him and just melt down Bull Gullet to make something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, Melted here we gullet. go. And then let's get the Bull Gullet spin off. It could be like a Star Wars What If Bull Gullet goes into people's minds and you get different Seize stories. their hypotheticals. Yes, please. <laughs> Free ideas there. Um, that's. Um, that's that's the there wasn't actually that much more from Star Wars Celebration, was there? Mandalorian year, season of... three, Tales of the Jedi, Skeleton Crew, the new thing about which sounds like it will either be really fun or absolute dog shit, which is the one about <laughs> a group of ten year old kids getting lost in the galaxy and after having to find their way home. Mm. Um it's e- that's either gonna be proper Spielberg magic or it'll be a horror show to watch. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch yeah. Bad Batch season one, but I know season two was revealed yeah i don't know i think like the older i get the less and less percentage of star wars stuff actually interests me honestly i don't think when it hits it hits i don't think it's anything to do with age at this point i think it's saturation it's just you know there's Mm. more coming all the time so it doesn't feel special anymore so it's just like Yeah. yeah it's um and you know what interesting yeah that's kind of the opposite when it comes to stranger things which we don't get that often but when it comes around I kind of forget how much I like it. Ain't that um, the truth? But that is such a spot on like thing. I, I every time I think, I don't know if I want to watch Stranger Things, and I watch, it, I was like, oh yeah, this is class. Yeah, and I've hooked. I've already watched. Did you feel all that seven about episodes. season two and no. three? Okay, no, three. No. Yes, three, three was. Yes, I thought yeah. three was excellent. Three was yeah. fine at best. Oh come, come on! No, no, three was three <laughs> was very good. You're you're wrong there, Joe. Get out. (laughs) I'm probably on this podcast saying three was great, but I have nothing but average feelings about that. Um, Two wasn't good. Two two was so bad to me that I almost didn't watch season three, but but I'm glad I did because I really enjoyed season three. I've got a hazy memory of two, but I feel like we only really think it's bad because there was that one really terrible episode when Eleven goes off of a new crew and Mm. starts learning That wasn't that... That's that was terrible, but also poor. I just don't remember who the villain... I don't remember anything really because it was all it. like weird little tentacle dogs running yeah, about it and wasn't, shit. <laughs> there wasn't a big bad. And what you do have in Strange Things Season 4 Part 1 
is a very good big bad. Yes. So you haven't watched any of this, have you, Joe? We're no, because I'm job so now to tempt you in. I'm so angry at there being hour and a half episodes all the time. I just I can't. But I, you can pause like, them halfway through if you want. That's the glory in it. I can't. It does fly by, mate. As well, I'll be it honest. really, it really does. Yeah. it's really good fun. So I, I've really, I've watched all seven episodes already, wow. and I had a fantastic time. Um, the, like we said, the villain is very good. We're not going to spoil it. The villain is excellent. They've gone more than they have before full horror this time around. It's only really the first episode you get some of that, like we're having fun in the 80s stuff, really. From second episode onwards, they just go full into this is now a horror show, and it's fully riffing off of Nightmare on Elm Street with a little bit of Hellraiser in there as well. Um, It's very good fun. Um, Yeah, I don't know. um, You're well into it as well, aren't you, Dale? I think we're both both surprised by it. Like I think I told you, was it you? I told if they, I told someone that's like, um, all the time watching. I'm like, this is really good fun. Like, oh, but I, I'm not, you know, I never consider myself a huge Stranger Things fan. And then as soon as I finished the last episode, I was like, oh, I want more. Where's yeah. the next one? <laughs> it's gone. I always felt like. Yeah, I felt like the first season was fantastic, but then I felt, oh, the older they get, the less charming, you know, the relationship between mm-hmm. that gang will be. And they keep adding to the gang, obviously. Like, the cast size is absolutely huge in this. Part of the reason why the runtime mm-hmm. feels so bloody long is because I feel like there's so many stories interwoven. Uh, but again, yeah, it felt like a, a little bit of a chore to press play on the first episode. But since then, every we've been watching one episode a night. And I'm just looking forward to it every night so much. Yeah. Like I'm very excited. I'm on the fourth. We've watched the fourth one last night. We're doing the fifth tonight. Oh, that's that's excellent. Yes, the fourth one, the fourth one was um, super good. You can see why all the kids are discovering Kate Bush. Yes, um, <laughs> good on them, I say, because Kate Bush is excellent. So there you go. That's our song sorted for the end, isn't it? If people haven't heard it enough already. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I just really enjoy the horror elements. There's still sections of the show I'm not that into. Like I like it best when it's just groups of kids trying to solve a mystery like i've never been big into the actual 11 and a powers stuff mm. that is the bit of the show where i'm like like I, I just don't care like about her growing up and stuff like that and i would but, say um i will say well i will say that there's a good payoff to it in this series so it's like it made it worthwhile sticking with okay. i'm also not never been a big fan of the hopper stuff as well and his stuff kind of in this series does just seem a little bit jammed in it's a bit disconnected from everything maybe i don't know that that might tie up at some point it feels like a bit of a device when you've got such a big cast to separate the cast a little bit and give them their own Mm. stories the hopper thing definitely feels a little bit like that i do say i will say i found a new appreciation for murray this season i was never that bothered oh murray is excellent (laughs) i'm really enjoying him this season i fucking love brett gelman so he's (laughs) he just plays the same character in absolutely everything exactly like this flea bag like just like Kind of just a lecture, a lech of a middle-aged yeah. man who's just a bit of a mess. Um, but yeah, he's brilliant at that. With um, but yeah, I, sorry, with uh, with well, eleven, um, like you were saying before about the powers thing, I agree with you. And I also find myself in between seasons liking that character less because I find Millie Bobby Brown like quite annoying. But then, <laughs> but then at the start of the show, like I think they do a fantastic job of really sort of helping you sympathise with that character again. Mm-hmm. Like I thought her story in the first couple of episodes especially was like really powerful and something that anyone really can relate it. to as well 
Um, Sadie Sink is really good in it as well. Mm. She's fantastic. She plays Max. Just like all of them are good. They've all they're all like what nearly twenty now. A lot of those kids and they have grown up a lot. Like they do pull off still being what I imagine they're supposed to be sixteen at this point. Are they around that? Like I guess they're doing eighteen. I guess because they're at like wait no they're, um, they've just started high school so is that 16 in america i don't know yeah maybe who knows something around that age around that age yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah it's still got a good mixture of fun and horror but a lot more horror this time around i think like i think this is borderline like you know push it not pushing a 12 but like an eight you know if i was younger there'd be stuff that would scare me like it's almost nightmare on elm street levels of like scares sometimes in imagery Do you know um, what's really and- a horror is Will Byers' haircut. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, that is a shocker. And I would say he is probably... There's no coincidence that over the show he has slowly got less and less important because I think he is the one duff actor out of all of them. He doesn't... He's not very good. He's just Um, got big, scared eyes. That's his whole thing. Yeah. It weren't when he was cute, though. Now Mm. he's just like a gangly teen. Doesn't have the same power. I should know this. When are the last episodes coming? Uh... It Isn't it is. like in July? Something. Yeah, it's not long. Oh, first of July, so it's only a month away. Yeah. Um, it's only two episodes, I think, isn't it? But they are basically almost two hours the, long. Each, the, I think. the last so episode two is, films. The last episode is two and a half hours long. Which <laughs> it's a film. It better yeah. be yeah, good. Bas- well, do you know what? Every episode of the of the, the seven I've watched so far were good. So do you know what? I'd encourage you, Joe. You may, you may, you may regret it. I'm but gonna I, have to actually you. watch it, and I'm pissed off about it. To be honest, I don't yeah. want <laughs> to watch all of Stranger Things again. You'll like it when you start watching it, though. Because so. <laughs> that that cracking theme will start up, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I, I'm in again." Yeah, yeah. I'm back in Hawkins, <laughs> Indiana. Uh, there we go. We've got we've got so much to talk about this week. Um, mm. Let's move on swiftly to more horror. <gasps> Ah, Dale, you yes. previewed a game called Madison. I have. What's this about then? So Madison is another one in the long line of PT clones, but it's a little bit more than that, I think. So, uh, yes, it's, it's very much that sort of style of PT. It's a first-person psychological horror. You're in an old, creepy house. You're roaming around the halls trying to find clues. There's jump scares. There's weird noise. You know, you know what to expect. It's that sort of... It's horror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more specifically like psychological. There's no guns or weapons or anything like that. Mm. Um, however, the, the there's a couple of key things. I think the first thing to say is actually a small studio called Bloodiest Games. And the level of polish on this thing is like really high. It feels like made by a large studio. Like everything, including like the details of the rooms and all the way things are hidden in the environment and the lighting and the music and attention. It's like really impressive considering the size of the studio. And the the big hook for this, I guess, is that your main character, Luca, has a Polaroid camera, or they call it instant camera, in this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the whole conceit is it works as a puzzle device. So you take photos of certain objects in the environment, and then you have to shake and develop photos, and that reveals clues, or it changes the environment once you take a photo. Um, okay. That all, that all sounds fine, but there's also... It, the thing that really rings to the table, this camera, for me is this idea of exploring the environment. So it's it's full of like dark corners and ambiguous shadows. And there is a lot of things that, you know, pop by in a flash and you don't, you don't know what you saw. And so I feel like I spent half my time walking around this game, just firing the flash, 
just so I could get like that precious one second of light in the environment. So I could actually see what was happening. And then you've got this great moment afterwards where you're developing the film to see actually what's going to be on that image and if there was something there or not. And it's got this great sort of push and pull mechanic where I'm constantly on edge. I feel like relieved because I took a flash and I could see for a second. But then mm. I'm also nervously anticipating what's going to be on the image oh. as well. You know what that reminds me of in the it used to ter- like one of the most scariest scenes I've seen in a film is in the original Saw. Hundred percent, walking around that. his flat with the yeah. flash and it makes the noise of the yeah every time. Like that's not a scary film. It's that is that a scary scene. scene. I remember. Scary. That, I remember that scene like vividly being terrifying. And again, it's it's that dynamic. It's not about what you're going to see in the flash. It's the waiting in between for the reload of the flash. In this mm. case, it's the waiting to develop the film. And it's that, it constantly creates that sense of tension. Um, yeah, I think that along with it's got some other things. It's got it's. I've been told it's survival. It's got survival horror mechanics and. For all I can see from that is it's got an inventory system, it's got a safe system, so you're constantly swapping in and out items to solve different puzzles. Feels a bit arbitrary because it's like it's not about using the safe to oh I need precious ammunition, I need herbs or whatever you like you do in Resident Evil. It's literally just mm. storing puzzle items. So it's like which puzzle do you want to solve first? Ultimately, that feels a bit tacked on, but the actual dynamic of roaming around with that camera in this like really well designed environment is like super appealing to me like i've played half the game so far and it's i can't wait to play the rest of it so is it you just use it for puzzle stuff you don't use it's not like fatal frame you don't use it as a weapon or a defense so i don't know so as you go through the game they develop so there is a an instant where you go into this old mm, it's in trailers so i'm gonna say there's this old sort of cathedral and um, okay. you're in there in 2022, but you see a sign that says like 1987. If you take a picture of that, it transports you into that same environment, but in 1987. And then you could also do it into like 1950 something. Is It can be used. So in that case, it's used as like a time travel device. It's also used as a way to activate certain doors or reveals hidden passages. And I get the sense of how it's developed that like every sort of area it feels like they tack on new ways to use the camera. So I wouldn't be surprised if later game there is, you can use it as a weapon, perhaps like the Blair Witch game. I feel mm. like there were, the camera was used as almost like a deflection against the thing coming towards you from what I remember. So I wouldn't be surprised if we went down that route. It's got a lot of ideas, mm. that's for sure. It, it looks like it has a good atmosphere to it. It reminds me almost yeah. of the sort of atmosphere of the Layers of Fear games in a yeah. way, that sort of thing. I feel like, like that is one thing those games get right. I mean, I, I found it quite bizarre the last couple of years. Like Bluebird released the medium, and now suddenly they're considered the worst horror studio in the planet. Mm, like they have some good pedigree there. Like, yeah. like every time you see them mentioned or Silent Hill, bring it, everyone's like, no, 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 <laughs> never. So I think, I think quite the, bizarre to me. Quite harsh on them. I, I think. think the problem is that is there. Like I really like Layers of Fear and Observer in particular. Those first two Bluebird games. I think the problem is that mm. as they've gotten more ambitious. I think they've fallen yeah. further short of their aims. Um, mm. And I do think there's some legitimate criticism of the medium's ending as well. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's pretty... It, that message is I'm not is saying that's a good game. Up. But, um, you but, know, yeah. they have history of making yeah, some good yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, we're, off, we're off track. But yes, um, the thing with... Uh, the thing that I like the sound of with Madison is it's taking that... And I'm, it's kind of weird that we haven't seen this in a mainstream or, you know, a semi-mainstream thing since PT properly. But I like that it's taking that idea of solving the environment mm. in a way mm-hmm. rather than, like, 
fighting your way through it there's something really appealing about like trying to get through by thinking rather than running sure to some Um, extent and i will say it's um perhaps a tiny bit more handholdy than pt is because obviously pt is very sort of obtuse and like the way some of the puzzles are solved although it is i did have several occasions and bear in mind i'm playing this game way before it's coming out where i so i can't google answers basically where i would just be in a room for a long period of time like i cannot solve this i cannot work this out and then they would just be uh, like repeating my steps looking through my notes trying to work out what i've missed and eventually the 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 answer would be there and it would usually involve the camera or uh, you know inspecting an object or something like that so there's definitely yeah an environmentally environmental puzzle situation with this game and it sounds like a a horror version of super liminal that game in mm. a way yeah it's if, a very light version like... of that yeah i think yeah. and like i will say it's not for the if you are someone who doesn't do well with horror and jump scares <laughs> it's not for you there's a it lot to be what that game 90 percent of that game is <laughs> jump scares by the look it's of it. quite and well I, yeah well the way i cut that video was like all the all the big bits but yeah there, there is quite a lot and from what i've seen so it's about your the, the house is um, possessed by demons and there's I've seen at least three different types and I think there's more as the game goes by and they have a little section where, okay, this for this next hour, you're going to be terrorized by this one demon. And then you're going to swap to a new environment and it's going to be a new situation. There's a one, when you're on your way to the cathedral, there's these uh, maze like hallways, which took me absolutely ages to navigate and work out how to get through. And yes, you have your camera, but you also have a lighter and the lighter, you just hold down the trigger and you're holding this flame in front of you. But every now and again, the flame just cuts out for a second and then you have to put the lighter back on. And 90% of the time, nothing is there. But every now and again, like it, really, it puts you on edge like big time. If, you, if you've got a nervous That's disposition, smart. don't play this game. I will never play this game. Smart. It sounds really yeah. clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, sounds, it sounds horrible. But um, I'm glad you're finally tackling your demons, Dale, because it's been a long time. We've been talking about you going through this for a while. I'm glad what? it's happening. <laughs> I, I was going to say, to, to get off of this like, weird attack on Dale, uh, not, enough, not enough games with scary demons. Demons are usually like metal boys. <laughs> like guitar, There's always guitar music with demons in games. I'm quite happy to see some demons as spooky boys. Yeah. That's, that's These nice. demons take the form of pensioners with bits of their bodies hanging off. Superb. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um... Why don't we crack on? We've got another game to talk about before an endless search. Yeah. Um, Card Shark, Joe, is a game that I believe is out now. People can play it now. Why don't you tell them if they should? I think they should, <laughs> with some caveats for people. Okay, so, mm. point one, and this is something that the developer Neriel, who made Reigns, those like card game... Oh, yeah. Stra- mm-hmm. Like card game story games. Um, yeah. They say this outwardly. Card Shark is not a card game, so get that out of your head. It's a game about cheating at cards in 14th... Is it 14th century? When was when was the French Revolution? Just before uh, that. 18th century. 18th. I was well out. Um, 18th century France. Um, and essentially, you are taught... The, the, the entirety of the gameplay in this game is you are taught different ways to cheat at cards. And in each card game you are put into you are solely responsible for doing the cheating bits and none of the actual playing the game of cards that is being played so for instance um one super easy way is you'll like find a way to stack three cards that you need at the top of a deck 
And then you learn how to riffle shuffle those things, which is the thing where you get two halves of the deck mm-hmm. and shuffle them together mm-hmm. by pulling the corners, but pulling the side you want the cards to be on the top of slower than the other side so that it looks natural to other people, but you're actually stacking the cards you need at the top of the deck without anyone noticing. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like, it's almost QTEs. It's like you're given a moment, say, the the earliest thing you learn is you pretend to be a waiter and you're pouring wine and then you're looking at the person's cards as you're pouring wine. All you have to do as a gameplay interaction in that moment is hold down on the deep, on the, uh, on the analog stick. But what you're actually doing is doing that, holding it enough so that you're pouring the wine slowly whilst right. also making sure you don't over or under pour the wine. And at the same time, looking at the cards that person has in their hand, which you'll then learn a way to signal to the other card player what they have through different means and so Mm -hmm. it takes these like super simple interactions and builds really interesting like uh, like visual stuff into how you play it so the story is you're in 18th century france you're a mute uh boy who works in a tavern and a card cheater comes in and teaches you his your first trick and same old story i know (laughs) and through and through mishaps uh the woman who took you in in that tavern gets killed and you go on the run with this guy and you get sucked into this world of like low lives and degenerates cheating at cards like in France. Um, it's a bit Oliver Twisty. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's real people like Voltaire appears in it. Like there's real figures from history who appear in this, in the course of the storyline, which gets more and more like mad as time goes on. And you realize it's kind of, it feels like an old French novel. Like, there's a musketeer in it. There's like a king on Corsica. Um, there's all hunchback? sorts of like. Th- there's no hunchbacks that I was aware of. Um, oh. But you essentially just you're told this story by traveling from card game to card game and cheating in new ways, and you're almost inevitably told a new way to cheat every card game you go to. It doesn't really explain why you cheat differently in every single <laughs> card game instead yeah, of yeah. just learning one foolproof way. But um, obviously, game and that. Um, the caveat here is once you get to about five core versions of tricks, you're kind of learning variations of a theme all the way through that game. So there are technically 28 ways to cheat, but lots of them are remixed versions of other ones. And honestly, the closest thing to me is like WarioWare or Rhythm Heaven, where it's like taking mini games you've already played and then putting them in different orders or combining them and doing them in, in ways like that. Right. And I think people's mileage will vary because when it starts, it's so exciting every time you learn a new way to cheat. It's really cool. And once you master it, you feel fucking great. Like you're so good at being a little horrible French bastard. Um, and uh, and then as you get on, you're like, oh, I'm just kind of learning that again, but in a new way. Right. And so I think some people get towards the end, and if the story hasn't grabbed them enough, they're going to lose impetus. For me, I thought the story was really fun, and that pulled me all the way to the end. But I think that's going to be where... I th- I, I don't know what our, our review is, um, and I don't know... what I haven't talked to anyone else about this in the review period, but like, I would imagine if it gets slightly lower scores, that will be a big part of the... a, a big part of the problems that people have with it. I personally think it's great. I also think it looks amazing. It's got this weird, like, 
like crayony, like ripped up paper, like mm. gouache style to it, and everyone moves like little puppets. And I think I just think it looks really lovely. I took so many screenshots as I went through this game. I just think it's great. Um, nice. It's just different. Like, how um, how does the the fail state work? Is it a case of you either do it or you don't, or is there a perception sort of meter I'm, or something? Like I'm that? not going to give away the how that works because i think it's a it's a really nice surprise when it okay. happens but suffice it to say you and this is actually another problem i think is if you fail you generally get put back where you were before in a in a one of a few different ways um the problem being that often you're replayed tons of dialogue and the the game you get the feeling like, like this is a studio that wanted to make the kind of game it wanted to make and it doesn't necessarily have the same chops in like creating a narrative because there are points where you're put back and someone will reference the fact that you were here before or you'll oh. reference the fact you were here before, but it doesn't actually make sense story-wise why that's happened. And specifically towards the end, I had a couple of moments where I was like, this makes no fucking sense what's going on at this point because I failed in a place it didn't want me to and it's just put me back and like people aren't talking as if things have happened that have. And it's very strange. Right. But... The way it gets you out of fail states, to, I won't say what it is, but I think it's very cool. Um, so you'll 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 see I'm, it. If I'm you excited play to it. try it. I've uh, I've got it downloaded onto my Nintendo Switch. And yeah. I intend to start it. I think um, it works yeah, really I'm nicely on it. Switch as well. Um, I could see because it's on PC as well, right? And I think mm-hmm. if I don't know how it would work with keyboard and mouse because it feels so natural to do things with like two analog sticks or different buttons and things like that. Um, Again, very wary aware. Like, uh, it feels very at home on Switch in that way. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just different. Like, it feels like no other game I've played, and I think that's that. Like, it doesn't have a genre, which is so rare for a game of like, mm. particularly at this level of yeah. like a Devolver game or a publisher of that level. Like, you don't get games where you're like, I just don't know what to call this. It's different. It's some. It's something new, and I think that's really really cool. Well, nice. It is called Card Shark, so yeah, if you want to check it out. Give it a go on your Switch or your PC. I think there's a demo uh, still out. I don't know if they closed oh, the demo, but yeah, it's worth trying. Nice. Um, do you know what else is worth trying? Yeah. A little round of the Endless Search. Ooh. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? We are enjoying this one star film game so much that we're only gonna go and play it again oh, because I may have gone hell. overboard and. <laughs> come up with too many clues for the last time we did it so i've got the extras for it but before that data we're still on the hunt for what to call this we are we've um, got a bunch of emails shall i read them out well go should we it. should we say what did we say last week i liked gold panning the most gold yeah, panning is the one yeah. to beat for me i can't remember which that ones quite good. we read out last week have received this week or have spoke about privately <laughs> it's all sort of blurred into one so i don't want to say what my favorite is but i think one of my favorites might be in this mm-hmm. this pile of suggestions oh and you um, contender here we go yeah so this is from george bovrat or bovra bovrat uh you know it's a pleasure george <laughs> he says uh following dale's request for some more one star review game names you could play a game of it's fantastic i hate it or metashitic mm. you're welcome <laughs> 
The second one, Metashitic, I'm into that. Is that your choice? It might be, it might be. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is from Alex Presswitch. He says, I also have a shout out for a one star game on the endless search. And that is, Hey now, you're a one star in the cadence of Smash Mouth's banger. I think that works. I like the it, creativity. Doesn't, it doesn't really get across the fact that it's like one star reviews of good things. Yeah. Because also, mm. invoking Smash Mouth immediately makes you feel like, oh, it's one star reviews of bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you kind of have to sing that one in order to get it across fully. I think written down, maybe you're losing it a little bit. Well, Not you just make sure the host sings down. it every time. Oh. It's fine. Yeah, what? Are you that's, expecting that's... this to be put up in lights <laughs> outside a theatre or something? I mean, do you know what? It would work perfectly if this ever became a permanent game. We need a new jingle for it. And that one would be perfect True. for it. But, uh, this yeah. one's from David Trevino, and he says, Star Raving Mad. That I works. Like it. it works. Pithy. It works very well. Um, Mike Tapia sends one star wankers. <laughs> Rolls right <laughs> off the tongue, apparently. <laughs> one star I mean, wankers. That's more of an aggressive attack at the, yeah. on the people. <laughs> that is more like one of the reviews for the cast. Of I, films. I quite one like star meta- wankers. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Metashitic. I think that's pretty good. Of course you do. What? It's, it's crude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a crude dude. What can I say? <laughs> that's, that's your new name now, the crude dude. <laughs> From the crudes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of... I do like... I, I don't mind that. I, I do like Hey Now You're a One Star if we were to ever get a full jingle for it. I think that's the, the caveat for that one. Um, I think you could do yeah. Hey Now You're a One Star and, and then go into the into the title like say it was gold padding hey now you're a one mm. star get your gold then pan it now <laughs> <laughs> and then just have someone shout really faintly in the distance one star wankers yeah yeah, exactly. um, yeah we could just put all of them in someone did say <laughs> one star wars and i was like mm, that kind of works yeah works. actually yeah, it does yeah. work I can't remember that on this list. Yeah, I think that might have been last week. I can't remember. <laughs> Why uh, don't we play the actual game? Um, if you don't remember, if you don't remember how, to, uh, how this game works, they are generally, you know, well-received films that, for some reason, people have decided to give one-star reviews of on IMDb in their own unique way. Um, and yeah. They kind of these clues get easier. There's five clues for each film. You get five points if you get it first time. One point if you get it on the last clue. I've tried to make it a little bit harder because I feel like we get them too early sometimes. Mm. But it's just hard to know what uh, triggers images in people's minds sometimes, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? So, so um, you've gone looking for these ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I so did last time as well. So these are going to yeah. be Cardiff centric films. I don't know. If, you know, you can't, mm. you can't predict me. I. The thing <laughs> about me is, I know you <laughs> yeah, think yeah, you're very predictable, man. But the no, <laughs> I know you'd think like that. So maybe I went for films that you know you don't hear me talk about a lot. Rashomon. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a banger. I could go on. Let's talk about no. Let's not. Let's do the first clue for the okay. first film. Oh, I love reading these. I love getting in character of uh, people that are ill. Um, right, here we go. <laughs> a high-pitched kid swearing and trying to act big and bad is the last thing I'm entertained by. I do not see how anyone could like this movie, but apparently some people do. They can have their opinions, but I believe that there is not a single redeeming value about this film, in quotation marks. Kez. <laughs> it's, not, it's not It's not Kez. <laughs> I've never actually seen. I watched that at school randomly. I remember them showing mm. us at school. I read the book at school. Never mm. watched the film. Do we uh, only get one per per round? I can't remember. 
I don't, maybe. Otherwise, you can just keep. Yeah, okay. otherwise it High pitched kid. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the clue there is now. High pitched kid swearing oh. and out big and bad. Uh, Home Alone? No, he's not swearing, is he? Nah. Imagine if he Next was. <laughs> Him at the <laughs> top of the stairs burglars. with the paint cans. <laughs> Eat this, you shit! <laughs> <laughs> I would love to watch that. <laughs> Sledging down the stairs, just going, fuck you! <laughs> Can we please do a dub version? Oh, it's actually really funny. I want to do that now. Uh, Especially yeah, if, if your parents and all your family's disappeared, you feel like you would. Oh, I'm going to swear loads now because I always get told <laughs> off for swearing. I'm going to do it non-stop. Buzz's <laughs> 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 <Buzz's> girlfriend. <laughs> Is it? He- uh, is it Buzz or is it Butch? What's his? It's Buzz. It's Buzz. Yeah, Buzz's Buzz. girlfriend. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> right for four points on this film. Homer fucking. Lad. What a Sorry. steaming pile of dog manure! Oh, mindless, boring, noisy assault and battery of the senses, mm. all to tell a cliched story. No imagination, just an endless barrage of action scenes meant to entertain mindless morons. Judging by the reviews, a lot of people fell for it. Pathetic. <laughs> it kind of makes me lose faith in humanity. Mindless trash. Mm, this <laughs> is really take... clues now. That has changed my opinion of what this film is. Oh, yeah, it's not Home Alone anymore, is it? Is it Kick-Ass? It's not That's a good shout. That is a mm. good shout, though, isn't it? That's that's nice. Endless that's a nice effort. A that's hit the post. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, it's off a the film like ass, but it's a good... <laughs> yeah. Hit the stanchion. Mm. Uh, I have no idea. You got anything, Joe, or are we I'm moving struggling. on? Move on, move on. Move on. Okay, for three points. I have a new policy for reviewing movies. <laughs> no matter how much fun they are, if the premise, plot, or script is seriously flawed, then the movie doesn't work. It automatically receives a one out of ten. Time travel is a killer Ooh. for all writers. Time travel. Oh, uh, it's not this, but I'm just going to say the Adam Project. Get that off my mind. It is, it is, it is not the Adam. Saying Project. that out loud. Get it off my mind. Uh, I mean, is it Back to the Future? It's not Back He's not to the swearing in that. Uh, they say, I don't, don't they know, say, I seem to remember that's one of those he PGs. He calls him chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't that one of those PGs where they, there's more raunchy, apart from the incest, which is obviously I don't think from my anyway. McFly, though. He probably says shit. I think, he's a son, I think he's a son of a bitch. He says heavy <laughs> a lot. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've made it to the fourth clue for oh, two no. points. It's it's gonna start getting. You're gonna start getting. It was such a shame to see a sequel as lame as this made from one of the better sci-fi movies of all time. Oh. Sure, the effects were brilliant for their time and worth seeing the movie for, but special effects do not a great film make. Oh. Almost a bit of poetry at the end. Sci-fi this sequel. This feels like it's so obvious now. I yeah, know, I know, right? I feel like this is the point where people will be screaming at you. Yeah. <laughs> just to make you feel better. I don't, all I can think of is sci-fi sequel with a little kid swearing, and that's just like... What? And lots of action scenes and, and time, travel. time travel. It seems so. Odd. What is it? Oh my god! <laughs> what is it? <laughs> oh, I'll give you. I'll give you a few more seconds. Then we're moving on. So the ones where you just got Avengers Endgame. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he just Are got films in your head, and I just can't get rid of it. I just wonder oh, if he. Th- 
I was wondering if he thought Ant Man because he was small was actually a child. <laughs> Not Spider Man. Um, yeah. I, lo- I love that scene in that film. It's right, so are we moving on, Dale? Are you, are you, yeah, yeah. Are you I'm going for the one point. Okay, yeah. one point. The film is horribly. No, sorry. The film is a horribly written movie about machines coming back from the future to destroy Terminator a guy two. who's supposed oh, to be. It's Terminator. Of course, it's Terminator Two. Damn it! <laughs> uh, we finished that one. It's about machines coming back from the future to destroy a guy who's supposed to be all that he isn't. In this movie, he's a brat to beat all brats, even for a kid. You just hope he gets killed and the movie ends. <laughs> missing the point. It's an interesting reading of uh, Terminator Two there. <laughs> Judd um, that's day. one point to Joe. Mm. There we go. Terminator 2. We got down to the last one on one. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. Next film. I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie, other than that I just don't get the quality reviews. The movie was out and out horrible. I understand there was an underlying message, but how does this movie expect to captivate a child? The only saving grace of the movie was that Fred Willard was a part of it. <laughs> oh, Fred Willard. Ooh. I know Fred Ooh. Willard. What's he in? That's a little clue for you, isn't it? Ooh. Different type of clue. A cast <laughs> clue. It's more... Oh, that makes it more recent than I thought it was, I think. Ooh. I might be wrong, though. I'd be very impressed if you got it off that. This yeah. is more like, if you can think of something that fits that... Well done, you get five points. Mm, I haven't got mm. anything. Bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was. I nice, think Fred nice, Willard nice. would be about 21 in that as well. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next clue. If you're looking for state-of-the-art CGI, you probably won't find anything better yet. <laughs> but if you're looking for humour, there are tons of better choices. And if you're looking for silent heartwarming, you can also do much, much better. Actually, the funniest part of the movie happened when my wife and our granddaughter took a restroom break. They returned to report that the feet of the woman in the stall beside them look exactly like the feet of the Axiom's passengers. Sad, but still funny. Oh, is it um, Wally? It is. Yes. I didn't think you'd remember the name of the ship yeah. from Wally. <laughs> there you work. go. <laughs> so there just go. A, just a bit of fat shaming at the end of that yeah. one as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mad. Uh, let me see if there's any other funny. Uh, duh, duh, duh. That one's not too funny. I'll, I'll only read out the other reviews if they're particularly. Uh... <laughs> I don't mind fantasy movies at all. As long as they make sense. Someone explained to me how finding one sapling on Earth means that Earth is now inhabitable again. Surely there, surely there must be other parameters to test. Hmm. Let's say carbon dioxide. Maybe oxygen could be the one. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's a kids' movie, uh, man. <laughs> it's a uh, it's, it's, and then there's another one really ranting about people saying recycling on Earth Day and how it's all nonsense. So we'll ignore that one. Yeah. But. Uh, would have been funny. So that's uh, four points today. Or so it's four one after two, three more to go. Let's go. First clue of film three: annoying characters, useless dialogue, horrible acting. I wonder why the newer movies were so mediocre. But it turns out that each of the movies in this series is mediocre, starting from the very first one. Oh. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? Star Wars: A New Hope. No, that's what I was going to go for. Yeah. Uh... Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. 
It's not, but you know, you just kind of guess the first film in a series. Uh, the Matrix. There, but you've had your guess. Stop. Right, it's not the Matrix. <laughs> you can have a free one now, Joe. Uh, no, it's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> Stick to the rules. I like it. I like it. Next clue for four points. One of the actors can't even chew gum properly. So clearly engineered for people with an eight-year-old mentality. Ironic, then, that this revolting tripe carried a PG-13 rating. <sighs> Probably not. I know a lot of people seem to love it. Me being elitist? Possibly. <laughs> a case of mass mental illness? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with people? Well, I'm pretty sure you wrote all these, Carly, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Imagine if I just uh, <laughs> spent my whole evening writing these. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, so yeah, one of the actors can't even chew gum properly. If you remember that, then then you're in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing. Nah, I doubt you would. <laughs> Back <laughs> to only the really future <laughs> again. It's not yeah. only reading that one out that I realise I've not. I suppose you know it's a PG thirteen. So there you go, mm-hmm. PG thirteen, and that to can't chew gum in the first in the series. Uh, anyway, we're moving on. Box office grosses of this terrible movie make all the box office grosses of Titanic extremely deserving. That's right, and how the hell did this abomination of a movie get a better rating than Titanic on this site? The reason for my strange praise for Titanic is because at least Titanic had a story (laughs) at the foreground and special effects were used to support the story. The opposite is happening in this movie, where the special effects take the front seat and in fact is the only purpose of the movie – Everything in this movie is horrible except for the special effects. The Did I mention Avengers. Titanic? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Avengers. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, it's not Avengers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh PG-13. First of a work. series. Impressive CGI. Big box office. That's what you got. BBF. Uh, <laughs> Avatar. It's not Avatar. The rest haven't come out yet, so it's not. Uh, Are we moving on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for two points. Fell for the hype in the 90s. Hated it. Finally saw it again in 2021. Finally saw it again in 2021. Hated it even more. (laughs) The novel was brilliantly subversive take on climate change panic. It is Jurassic Park. Imagine... Thinking Jurassic Park is a one star. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Especially this line from this review In the hands of a mature director, it could have been scary. (laughs) So, you know, young star Spielberg, whatever his name is. This is someone who's deeply afraid of being eaten while on the toilet and he's just (laughs) letting it all come out. He's he's so immature for toilet death. Two more to Dale, six one. The last uh, Jurassic Park one is a banger though. It's Steven Spielberg seems to have lost the ability to direct a film. <laughs> if you want to see a film with a good story, great characters and interesting dialogue, stay away from this. If you like special effects, by all means enjoy. <laughs> also Also, I fucking hate people who are like, if you wanna see a film with great stuburper and then don't have yeah, any yeah. actual advice <laughs> for you. It's like, don't do this. Like, you're crap at this. Like, you're not even good at recommending things. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> Unless you like CGI, right. then enjoy. Yeah. By all means. <laughs> Six one to doubt. Next film. Dear Lord, 
This movie. <laughs> I didn't do the exclamation mark. Dear Lord, this, this movie this was too long. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was too long and just dumb. There were so many scenes that didn't make sense and weren't really needed. I mean, what were they thinking when they made this movie? The plotline was a good idea, but the movie itself sucked. And I'm sure we all know that once you've seen one pair of boobs, you've seen them all. (laughs) What? What? What I don't know what that review... I don't know what they're going for. (laughs) But... (laughs) Is this a film with multiple breasts, or is that just bollocks what they're saying? (laughs) I'm not going to tell yeah, you. Okay. Total Recall. <laughs> that would be yeah, a ma- an amazing gun if it was, but it's not. <laughs> because you have not seen exactly. any like that. <laughs> what is this film? Uh, and then and I know I'm going down the wrong path here where I'm thinking like Animal House and stuff. It's probably not that, right? You can, you can say it if you want. Uh, American Pie. <laughs> it's not American Pie. Right, next clue. Terrible waste of time. The second half of the movie is just a long, pointless Tarantino rip-off that is even harder to watch than Two Days in the Valley. When I think of this movie's success, all I can think about is the story about the Emperor's new clothes. (laughs) Okay. So they think the second half of the film is a Tarantino rip-off. Hmm... Which, you know what, I don't think the director would necessarily disagree with in a, in a, in a bad way. Okay. So I think of Tarantino rip-offs that are critically acclaimed. I'm trying to think what like what a Tarantino rip-off even looks Lots like. Lots of violence and blood. Yeah, it's and just violence. Over-the-top dialogue, maybe, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say this film's more aligned with a, with a, with a good fellas than a, than, a, than a Tarantino. I'm giving too many clues. These aren't that's my reviews. A, that's I'm... a big clue. Mm, but it's not. Uh, I, I might be misleading you a little there. It's more in style, uh, not not in subject. Matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> so no, I move on. Yeah, move on. Yeah. Okay. For three points. <laughs> Friends in Portland, Oregon, told me they'd walked out of this movie halfway through <laughs> and urged me not to go. Such I went. <laughs> a mistake of the first order. I also ended up walking out halfway through it. I've never seen a movie that can make 70s popular music sound faded and even depressing. Guardians of the Galaxy? No, that's not 70s. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> that, I'd well, love to see the Tarantino. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I just Boogie got distracted Nights. by the music thing, right? It is Boogie oh, Nights, nice. Joe. Good there job. we go. That is one way you read into me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes it 6-4 with one to play. It's exciting. Um, I do like this review that says, the only positive thing I can say is that at least the director had the courage to let us see the dick at the end, unlike the full Monty. <laughs> brave, very brave. If you take off the bit where he says the only good thing, I agree. That is, that's good work. It's a, it's, and then the last review was just... This script seems to be constantly revolving between sex, drugs, disco, sex, drugs, disco, <laughs> sex, drugs, disco. In other words, going nowhere. It's an unending party. I feel like someone could that clip you awesome. out. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I feel like someone could clip you out saying sex, drugs, disco and put that in some sort of remix. And yeah. that'd be like, yeah, well, I think we chart. are going to try like, putting clips on Twitter of the podcast. So that maybe that's the, one, <laughs> that's the one for this week. Get people in. Right. One more film. Six, four. All to play for. First clue. 
two hours and 40 minutes with at least an hour of me looking at my watch is not what I want when I go to a movie. <laughs> After a while, you start to think the acting is pretty good because there's nothing else to look at. Save your money, stay at home, sit in a dark room and just think about how bleak, underwhelming, flat and empty life is. <laughs> I was going to say that I loved the idea of this person in the cinema pushing their watch towards their face for an hour so that they couldn't see the screen. And then at the end, they're like, sit in a dark room. <laughs> they're just really into shit. They'd Times. rather sit in a dark room looking at nothing than this film. Oh my god. Oh. That's it, two bleak? hours and 40 minutes. Mm. This is not much Sorry? to what, look at. Did it say bleak something? Uh, yeah, just think about how bleak, underwhelming, flat and empty life is. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. Not the film. <laughs> yeah, not the film. Just life. Um, the, the only real clue there is the length, I think. The hateful the Irishman. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, it's neither of those, yeah. but good, good shouts. Four points. I just don't understand the high rating for this. There has to be some kind of mistake. <laughs> was, it, was it supposed to be a suspense film? If so, it wasn't very suspenseful. Was it supposed to be a character study? If so, none of the characters proved to be very interesting. The handling of the subject matter was muddled at best. Huh. Spotlight. No. It's not a bad shit. I'm going to go Zodiac. It is Zodiac. Oh, nice. Oh, the other journalist film. (laughs) (laughs) And George, you've stolen it there. 8-4. Nice. Amazing. Um, were there any other good clues for uh, Zodiac? Let me see. Is the final uh, one. This is shit. I am the Zodiac killer. None of this happened. <laughs> and you'll never There's one here me. where one guy's just saying, a cooler part of the movie was where, was that, where they had cryptograms and puzzles, but that turned out to be a letdown because there was no real action within the movie. <laughs> uh, oh, this is the last one. We'll read the last one because, you know, it's the last one. Oh, heavens, was this a bomb, a bunker buster. Sure, the serial killings in the Bay Area were tragic, and for all I know, the killer might still be on the loose. But to to torture the moviegoer with nothing but a million aimless characters popping all over the place, running helter-skelter from building to building, from car to car, each trying to thwart the efforts of one another. I don't think this person knows what this film is about. Uh, it's mad. And for close to three hours. Unbearable. <laughs> uh, that's a complete misunderstanding yeah. of a masterpiece. Um, anyway, I don't know if we'll do it again next week because, you know, you can you can do too much, too much of a good thing. But I still think it's funny mm-hmm. to see people's minds. Um, as usual, send in any names you have for that game or indeed your own different end of search games to IGN underscore UK feedback at ign.com i believe we've got a couple of pieces of feedback what have you got joe uh i've got this this is from someone who signs off as sparrow which is the <laughs> which is the name of in our security training we have to do at work is the name of a hacker yeah um who, it's spelled differently ooh. though yeah well it's got a yeah, zero a four for an a, a. <laughs> four for an a is it oh. um yeah uh so sparrow says probably hacking in as we speak first time writing in but being a listener for years My question involves a game that I know you lot have endorsed in the past and one that is held in high regard in general. Control. 
On the surface, this game is right up my alley. Story-driven, cinematic and compelling, great game mechanics and just enough mystery to keep me wanting to push forward to the end. Not to mention it's done by Remedy, and I'm a massive Alan Wake and Quantum Break fan. I have tried multiple times to play this game, and although I love the setting and the tone of it, I keep bouncing off only a few hours in. I have returned a few times and still cannot get into it. On my last return, I felt like I'd be, it had been too long to pick up where I left off last time and decided to start again to refresh my memory of the narrative and controls, etc. <laughs> controls. And immediately grew bored of the opening couple of hours that I've seen a few times already. My question is this. Have any of you ever had this dilemma with a game where you've played the opening few hours so many times and fallen off despite knowing that the game is obviously a masterpiece? Keep up the good work with the podcast. It's a great listen. Oh, and Smarties are fucking dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, one star review of Smarties there. Yeah, Um, and Control. Yeah, once you've seen one federal building, you've seen them all. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like... Whenever we answer this, I always just say Dark Souls and it's boring, but it's mm. true. Uh, I've played the first hour of that I, game many times. I would say Sparrow. It's just not for you and it's fine. It's yeah. fine. You don't have to like every game that people tell you to like. It's mm. fine. Um, I think I I have finished it since, but I had this for a long time with Link to the Past. I think because I was coming to it after 3D's Elders and it took me a long time to like get to grips with going back to 2D Zelda because um, I didn't have a snares growing up. That was one. But I do think that's very good now. Just not the best. No. Um, oh, there's got to be millions. Yeah, it's probably I'm such loads. a contrary guy. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I bounce off games like that are well-loved quite a lot. But oh. I, I just also know my own mind and I know immediately like this ain't for me. And Yeah. 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 Um, Never the original finished. Final Fantasy VII, I've definitely played the first couple of hours off like three times mm. and never got further. That's fair enough. Um, I've, yeah, ne- I've never finished to... Uncharted Three. I always and I've start I've gone oh. through multiple bits of that many times. There you go. That's a good example. Can't work very good. I tend to. I think with games, I tend to know my opinion of it pretty quickly. So if I don't get on with it, I'm not going to go back. I don't really retry things that often. I'm different with films. Like I'll give films two or three shots if I feel like there's something I'm missing. But mm. yeah, if a game doesn't hook me, I don't tend to revisit it as a rule. Mm. Um, yeah, there you go. That's uh, what I think. Why don't, why don't you email in at IGN you can pick at IGN.com if there's any games you've you've bounced off of. Or any maybe, more. let's spin it more positive if there's any you you bounced off of, came back, and ended up loving. That's I think there's there's nice. also an interesting subcategory here of uh, games that you love but just fall off and can't work out why. Like, I've never finished, uh, apart from New Vegas, I've never finished a Fallout game. Because I just, like, mm. I play them for so long and do yeah. so much stuff, and then something gets in the way, and I'm just like, oh, Dad, don't need to get to the end of this. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I, I think definitely have that with Assassin's lot. Creed. Mm. I think that's just the size of those games, though. Yeah. Um, more than anything. Uh, yeah. Interesting Interesting topic. Yeah. Uh, I've got an email here from Alex Presswich, who I believe had a suggestion earlier for the game. So he's got an email. He's got double in. Well done, yeah. Alex. Says, hello, IGN UK to- team. First time, long time. And I've got a short but sweet response to last week's question regarding control schemes that have put you off a game. 
I was one of the handful of people that <laughs> foolishly bought Tony Hawk Ride back in 2009. Hell yeah. This was the game that had you playing it with a skateboard peripheral controller, and I imagine you don't need to say much more than that. <laughs> Thank you for your lovely work each week. Give my love to all the hardworking crave diggers out there, and for goodness sake, respect the sea. Do we need to I never build actually played Tony digging? Hawk Ride. Sorry. Do we need to build grave digging into our sign off still? Do we need we to say I think so. Love to the uh, grave diggers, the respect yeah. the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do we need a shovel peripheral for a grave digging Ooh, game? Okay. Hello. Just a grave digging game um, to start with, and then we'll go from there. We'll see how the franchise goes. <laughs> I am um, I've never actually played Tony Hawk's No, ride. me neither. Never actually hopped on and had a go. Uh, surprise me, Joe, you're shaking your head. I thought you'd be someone who'd hopped on. I have not ever hopped on to Tony Hawk's ride. I Maybe this has happened and I've just never seen it. Is there not like a burgeoning YouTube scene for people playing games that shouldn't be played with the ride controller? I would be interested to see if someone's beating Dark Souls with it or some shit. Did um, it have oh, buttons down the side of it? People do it with dance masks. I'm not sure. I, I know so I little about it. I feel like you had to hold your hand down like you were doing a trick, but then the buttons were on the side of it? Maybe I'm completely wrong. I thought there. you just all did it with your feet. I thought you were just standing on it. Oh, and you held a controller I, as well at the same time because obviously I don't know. Oh. I, I, I I know so little about this. I don't even know if I've actually like seen one like, would, out there. Part of me feels like I would like to see what that was like. Like how much no, are they going for on eBay it's... these days? Should we do a first let's play in the new studio? <laughs> Dale plays Tony Hawk's right. Yeah. Chris in that place. <laughs> Amazing. Uh... Good stuff. Another, I'm going to say another excellent episode. Well done, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about more things, I presume. Uh, yeah. Should we have a bit of Kate Bush? Ooh, yes, please. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> See you later. Bye. It's you and me. It's you and me.